You are listening to my Ugly Truth Podcast, an unfiltered, uncensored, raw storytelling podcast about a Jersey girl living in a crazy Florida world. She's a combination of sensitive and savage. She's got a wild heart and a reckless soul with a mouth she can't control. Welcome to another episode of my Ugly Truth Podcast. Go listen, download, and subscribe to the My Ugly Truth Podcast. My Ugly Truth, a real, unfiltered, and uncensored raw storytelling podcast about a Jersey girl living in a crazy Florida world. Hosting My Ugly Truth, where she shares her real stories about heartbreaks, co-parenting, and some dating advice. Also sharing her podcast guide of what not to do. Based on true events, stream, download today on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, and you can also find more content and follow on Instagram at My Ugly Truth Podcast. My Ugly Truth, hosted by Angie, getting excellent reviews. Go listen, download, and subscribe today. You can also connect on Facebook, My Ugly Truth Podcast, and follow on Twitter at My Ugly Truth underscore pod. So we have today on this episode, my friend, Dave. I actually called him Derek in one of my episodes, but now that he's willingly being on this podcast, he's actually Dave. So Dave, introduce yourself. I am Dave. I am friends with Angie here, who I met uh, maybe about a month ago through a mutual friend. They've kind of introduced me and brought me around to everybody and kind of clicked me into Jack's Beach, and it's been a good time. He's from New York, ladies. From New York. From New York. Born and raised. So he hung out with uh, one of my girlfriends, and he was like, you know, I'm new here. I'm just, you know, I got out of a relationship. I'm just trying to meet people, and I was like... Oh, me and Irina, we're bringing him in our wings. Like, they don't even check his ID at the bars. <laughs> Front of the line privileges, yes. the whole nine. I'm uh, mayor now of the town, so You're it's, a native. it's cool. I'm plugged in. in Jacksonville High School. <laughs> we say it's Jacksonville High School because even though Jacksonville is one of the biggest cities land-wise, it is the smallest group of, like, 25 to 38 age group. It's like a it's like a high school, so everybody knows everybody. Everybody has dated everybody. You know what? Like Dave didn't really understand it until it happened to him. He's like, "Oh my god, I went on a date, and this girl was this person's person." I'm like, "I told you, welcome to Jacksonville High School." <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dave. So, you, what's your story? Definitely a little bit more cautious these days, since uh, you know, being bitches want to be bitches. Yep, yep. <laughs> so, I was in a ten year relationship before I left New York. And basically got married for the last two years, didn't work out, good girl, just went our separate ways. And uh, basically my family was down here, so I moved down here, tried to start a new life. And uh, it's difficult moving to a new place, especially Florida, um, not knowing anybody and stuff like that. So it was definitely nice to, to meet good people down here, and especially Angie being from Jersey, we kind of hit it off right away with that northern mentality. So Yeah, sometimes we look at each other and we like say some dirty stuff and people around are not like... Nobody gets it. Nobody gets it, but my guess that northern humor is what it is. That's right. So, um, and then when Dave, he was telling us how he been here for about what, two years? Two and a half years, didn't date for the first year and a half, didn't really meet anybody, know anybody, just kind of worked and got my stuff together and whatnot. And then he met a lovely lady. 
after going on some crazy dates in the wild west of the dating world. Oh, uh, please let's ten, talk about that. Ten years. Talk about the singer. Ten years out of the dating game, and I did not know what social media was like. I didn't know what dating apps were like. So just trying to meet people and like get out of the house and you know have a social life of some kind. So going on the dating apps and meeting different girls and. It was kind of like, um, what's that movie with like all the different things that happen, like narcoleptic and one's this, and oh, one's that. Um, crazy dates you, or something like that. This is a mistake. Did you say steak? <laughs> exactly. So whatever that um, movie is, we'll try to figure out. And, uh, Gigolo. Um, oh yeah, Deuce Bigelow, American Deuce Gigolo. Deuce Bigelow, the American right. Gigolo. So all these different crazy things kept happening. I meet one girl and I go out <laughs> with her and she seems completely normal and we get out and we're in the car and... We're on our way to dinner, and she's like, "Oh, she's like, I sing, you know. Can I, can I sing for you?" I'm like, "Oh, okay, you know, let's, yeah, try it out." So she puts on music, and she starts singing like top of her lungs, American Idol style. And I'm like, "All right, cool." And then we get into the bar where we're going to, and I'm like, "Okay, this has got to be over at this point." And no, she starts singing in the bar and singing probably almost the whole time. So I'm like trying to eat my food fast, trying to drink. This is the first date and she's and just run. singing. Singing what? Singing. My just, heart will go uh, on. R&B and, you know, real, real deep stuff. But uh, so we get back in the car and, you know, should it be over yet? No, it's still not over. Song goes back on, more singing. Uh, so that was one date and I don't know. That's there was just, just awkward. Like, don't you think you would get the hint like, okay, I got it. I got it out of my system five minutes out. Yeah. No, He's no. You just smile and nod. Before you go into the dating world, you really feel like there's a lot of normal people out there. And after you go out there, you really like, wow, that is what is true. that all about? So, so that yeah. was just only one date, right? You didn't so that was one date. <laughs> I went on other dates that had some other crazy stuff. Um, so finally I'm like kind of tired of meeting crazies and people from, you know, all types of walks and places in Florida, which, you He's know. He's tired of. <laughs> meeting demons so he decided to meet satan <laughs> right so that brings me to to meeting her so who's her for the interest of the story we'll call her maggie just because we're copywritten here we like to like have fun with names her real name is not maggie but she's maggie today maggie the satan maggie maggie aka satan so what is the deal with maggie why what what, what happened so what happened with you and maggie did you guys start dating what happened with you guys so we basically went out on the first date, and the first date she told me that she had another date with a guy for the next day. And I basically told her on the date, I'm like, listen, you know, maybe he's your soulmate. I'm like, you know, you got to go see and see what's up with that date. So she's like, you know, oh, you know, I'll think about it, I'll think about it. By the end of the date, you know, we kissed, and when she left, she sends me these messages like, oh, I'm not going on that date tomorrow. I didn't want to leave you tonight. And I'm like, wow, you know, I wasn't really getting that feeling from her. I kind of felt like she didn't really care. So she, you know, she started playing into my mind like, wow, maybe she really likes me. So and I'm at like, that cool. moment, you're thinking, I don't see any red flags, so I'm good. Yeah. Nah, the bitch knows what she's doing. Right. So so the, the chess game begins right there. So now uh, I basically start hanging out with her the first couple days after that, stayed at her house, leave her house, and I get this little bag with a card in it that has a message, you were sent from God, and I prayed, and you showed up, and I'm like, wow, like, really? I yeah. Out of the gates, I just yeah. met somebody yeah. so good. Yeah. Yeah, well, you heard the thing. Everybody change. Even Satan used to be an angel. Exactly. <laughs> Shout out to Shout out to The fact that you know that. Because he knows NF. Y'all check out the new CD, by the way. Check him out really good. <laughs> so, yeah. So, now we're together for maybe a week. You know, the texts are coming at like 65 per hour. And, you know, <laughs> I miss you. And I can't wait to see you again. And I'm like, wow. Honeymoon this is phase. just like so meant. Yeah, it's honeymoon phase. Oh, it's so meant to be. So, about a week into it, she starts sending me texts. I love you. I'm like, wow. You know, this is really Ooh, jumping to the next red level. Red flag. Red flag. Red flag. But for a guy out of a 10-year relationship who's like healing and, and you know, wall it. up and everything, I'm like, wow. It felt really good to feel like, oh. She, you know, she loves me. That's cool. So I believe it, and I'm kind of 
biting into it. And I'm at her house one night. She introduces me to her parents. And I thought that was kind of crazy because it's pretty soon. I love you was soon. The meet the parents was soon. Everything's kind of soon. But I'm like, she must really like me, you know. So I take people at face value being from New York. I don't think that people have a hidden agenda a lot of times, and you get screwed a lot. You get screwed over a lot when you meet people that are kind of fake or whatever. But so that happens, and now like we're sitting there, we're talking one night, and she says, "Hey, you know, I just want to let you know I'm an open book. You can look at my cell phone whenever you want." Did you ever, for a second, like question it? I had no reason to, because the way I do with trust, reason not to Did trust you. Did you have a gut you, feeling? I did, had no gut feeling in the beginning. I had damn, she was good. Yeah, I had no gut feeling. I thought everything I was getting at face value was the truth. Okay. So. Basically, she says, you know, if you want to go on my phone, it's unlocked. You can look at it at any time. The fact that. that she says that is Right. Weird. That was a red flag to me. And But at the same time, I was just trying to tell her, like, I don't need to do that. Unless right. you give me a reason to distrust you, I, I'm not going in your phone. I think that's kind of petty, you know? And yeah. it's, it's You shouldn't be with somebody if you have to do that. Let's fast forward a little bit. First month was chess game that she's been setting up. And I mean, it was like love bombing and just absolutely making me feel like she had met her soulmate and made me feel like she was really there. What kind of trait is that? That's like a um, manipulation. Manipulation is trying to set something up for your really agenda. you in, like Adam and Eve with the snake, like just come in. She had an agenda. It wasn't so obvious yet, so I was still in the middle of it. Yeah. And at the end of the first month, we had gone out and we did something, and, and her phone goes off, and she was like kind of quick to hide it. And yeah. I saw a name pop up, and I'm like, I don't recognize the name. And she's trying to say it was this guy, and I'm like, well, why do you have them stored that way? So I let oh. it brew a little bit. Like I had to figure out what was going on. I don't like the shadiness, so I'm like. Hey, I'm like, you know, you would offer me to look at your phone, or is that offer still on the table? Shows you ladies, he's a gentleman. Gentleman, gentleman, gentleman. And her response to it was, get the fuck out of my apartment, we're done. And I'm like, well, that should be the biggest red flag in the world. Crazily enough, she's really good at manipulation, and the next day you get the text, you know, I'm sorry, and you know, I understand where you're coming from, but it really was my friend, and you just don't understand. And I and just felt defensive, and I feel like, why is he right. questioning me when I'm not doing anything wrong? Yeah, no, it's bullshit. So I fall back in, and that's like the first breakup I consider out of like probably the 18 to follow. She broke up with me for other reasons, probably three, four times, just stupid stuff. So now two months in, we get into some stupid fight on a Thursday night. Did you already start questioning, like, you start questioning yourself, like, is this girl really being honest? Like, after yeah, that incident? No, after the first month, I really was on my toes. But at the same time, this is a conversation me and you had together, mm -hmm. and I was saying that it's almost like when somebody manipulates you and somebody is making you feel like that way, it's almost like you're trying to prove it to yourself that it's not you and it's not your fault. So you just keep trying to do better. Yes. And you're like, eventually, I'm just going to win them better. over, and they're not going to do anything bad to me. They're going to see I'm a good person. Humanly, why would anybody be? like that yeah right but you're kind of playing into their game which is what I didn't realize because I wasn't really playing games coming out of you know where, where I'm coming from so how old is she or range Sorry. range probably even younger 30s so um, I think she was 24 so now no we get best, to, 24 year old exactly <laughs> so now we get to about the two month mark this night where we were supposed to go out she breaks up with me on a Thursday and then on Friday we were supposed to go to a show together and obviously we were broken up for that whole weekend I was upset. So then I get a phone call from her on Monday, I miss you, you know, which was like the typical thing. She had her fun, she went out, she did And then you she miss her to too, so you're like, fuck, is this worth fighting? Exactly. And I don't know what you did, so I can't sit there and be like, well, she did something bad this weekend, so I don't know anything. So mm. I asked her, I said, well, what did you do about the show we were supposed to go to Friday night? And she says, well, I went with my neighbor, the, the gay guy. And I'm like, oh, the guy that you call names and don't like and you're not friends with. And you're not and even worried about the fact that he might be a threat. It's the fact that she talks shit about him and went out with somebody she talks shit about. 
Exactly. Mm-hmm. So exactly. So you know, and for her, she probably thought like, "Oh, gay guy, so holy, he won't think that there was anything to it." Mm-hmm. So now that's her story. She went out with her gay neighbor, and I'm like, "That's huge red flag to me," because I'm like, "She talks so much crap about this guy." I'm like, "There's no way that she would have went with him." I'm like, "It just doesn't make sense." And she constantly tell me I'm jealous, I'm insecure, I'm always thinking this, I'm always thinking that. Don't you love that? And oh, you start, you're jealous. You you're insecure. Yourself. Yeah, exactly. You, I mean, it really mind fucks you because you're like, maybe I'm the crazy one. Maybe I'm the paranoid. And that's the game that you're always trying to prove them wrong. Like, oh no. I'm not. I'll be there for you or I'll go through all the bullshit. You can lie to me. You can yeah, cheat on me and I'll keep staying there. Constant manipulation. Did you notice if she had any like, because a lot of people say when people don't have friends from like years, mm-hmm. there's something wrong. Did she have long term friends? She did, but she had very weird relationships with them. Like and when she spoke of them, it was kind of in a negative or jealous way that they they lacked something that she had. Never her problem. Right. And it was never her problem. It was never anything she did. Guys, um, watch out for that. When you hear a girl talking badly about people who she knows for years, right off the bat, I'm not saying like yearly in, of course, she's going to talk, you know, shit about everybody. But <laughs> yeah, but like right in the beginning, like. What do you make you think she's not gonna talk shit about you? You know, so I, I, she tried to pull me into like sympathy. I don't know, I let a lot of stuff go. Like, mm-hmm. oh, she's been through a lot. Was the guy gay that she went to the comedy show with? Supposedly. I know the guy, I know it was her neighbor, I've spoke to him many times, but I knew that she didn't like him, so it never clicked. Probably broken up three times in between because that was her thing. She liked to break up with me and then give it back, kind of like a reward. Don't they Right, so that was part of her manipulation. It was like always keeping me on my toes, which was kind of exhausting, but I did it. Which I will say, probably is the reason why so interested for so long. Exactly. Because it wasn't boring. Right, right. Mind-fucking is what it was. Mind-fucking manipulation. Cool. Yeah, we squashed it. I okay. Take away game for her, punishment game. She kind of likes to keep me on my toes. Do whatever she wants in that meantime. Exactly. You know, Buy three days to do whatever you want. That was her MO. I was sleeping. Right. My exactly. phone died. My phone it, broke. Exactly. I, I could never have any of those excuses. It was oh. over. If I didn't pick up the first phone Ditto! call, we think alike. Yeah, I love it. No, we've been through the same shit as what <laughs> and, happened. And so she goes friends. up to see her friends. Or friend, uh, supposedly somebody who owned a bar up there. You know, she calls me, she's drunk, and she's like, oh, all these dudes are trying to fuck me, and blah, blah, blah. This was the first night she was there, she got real drunk. Yeah. And I'm like, that's what your boyfriend wants to hear when he's multi-states away, that you're around a bunch of dudes that want to fuck. First of all, ladies, if you really want to piss your man off, that's straight into the worst thing you can do. And but. I think that was her way of making him insecure. <laughs> right, and so she kind of forced me to be insecure all the time. And Saturday night of this trip, she disappears and says, oh, I'm so tired from working all day. St. Patty's weekend. She's like, I'm going to bed at 9 o'clock. Okay, wait, wait, wait. She goes to bed, two-day trip, South Carolina, with her friends, visiting her other friend who owns a bar, and she's going to sleep at 9 p.m.? 9 o'clock. Now, she's not available, and I didn't hear from her again until 11 a.m. So from 9 p.m. to 11 a.m., she was completely unavailable. And, you know, she kind of played that like it was me, but she had this social media thing where, you know, she required attention, and she didn't care about my attention. But if I told her she was beautiful 100 times a day, it wasn't enough. She needed 500 people to tell her she was gorgeous, adorable, beautiful, nice eyes, pretty. It's like the modern insecure and, girl right now. Right. So, and then she wouldn't just, you know, have guys like her page which is fine I don't care if three million guys like my girlfriend's page or put loves all over it it's when you return that that's Ooh. a diss to your man and that happened to me constantly and every time I brought it up it's like oh no I, you know we just support each other you're like, blah, listen, blah, blah. I'm like listen the rules of there's no support it's called respect you know yeah. what I mean like I wouldn't do that to you so I hear from her at 11 a.m. she calls me and she's got like an attitude she's been nice to me all weekend while she was trying to have her fun now the fun's over and she's on her way home and she's like fuck you 
she was being nasty to me. And I'm like, what's, what's the deal? What did I say? I'm like, I didn't do anything different. She's like, oh, no. She's like, I can't do this anymore. I want to break up and blah, blah, blah. I don't want to be on with the you way anymore. Back? This is on her way back from, from Carolina. So yeah. I'm like, really? Something either happened up there or what? But I don't know. She leaves there and she's, she's breaking up with me on the ride home. So now I feel like at this point, I'm like, I have nothing to lose. I wonder if I call the gay guy from the comedy club. I said, hey, I said, let's say Calvin's his name. I'm like, hey, Calvin. I'm like, uh, I just wanted to ask you. I'm like, how was the comedy club? How was the comedy club that night? He goes, what comedy club? He goes, I didn't go to a comedy club. I said, really? Ooh. So you guys went. He goes, no, she went with somebody else. And he was Savage. like an older heavyset dude. He supposedly is a friend of the family and he's married. And I'm like, oh, really? Oh, that's okay. like triple. I just wanted to like verify to myself that I'm not crazy because she kept making me feel like you're insecure, you're jealous. I'm like, listen, I got to find something. Otherwise, maybe I am crazy. I found that. And when I called her back, her response to it wasn't, I'm sorry. And I said, hey, I said, you know, how was the comedy club that night with Calvin, the gay guy? And she's like, oh, it was good. I'm like, are you sure? She's like, yeah. I'm like, are you sure? She's like, what do you know? And I'm like, lie. Like, why would like, I tell you what I know? <laughs> I'm not that mindfucked, right. you know? So, all right. So now I catch her. And her response is not, not anything remorseful or anything with empathy. It is, you know, I was going to tell you on my way home. And I'm pissed off that I don't have, he took that away from me. That I, I was going to tell you. I was going to come clean to you. And yeah, what it could have should is nice. But, you know, obviously, who knows if that would ever happen. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Instead of breaking up that time, she actually, I think because I caught her, pulled me in and was like, oh, fuck, like she didn't know what to do. So she actually kind of stayed with me. But then she still was all about like, you're so jealous, you're so insecure, I can't do anything, Damn. I can't see my friends, I can't go to the gym, I can't do this, I can't do that. So you feel like wanted by that person who just gives you so much shit, you're like, oh wow, they just realized they're fucked up, they're probably a little too prideful, they're not going to say sorry, so I'm just going to go ahead and let this slide because they fucked up. But then you're like, but I feel good because they want me. And then they go back to their fucking shit. And the game she would play the whole time was, you know, hey, listen, I need my space. And I'm like, cool, have your space. Let me know when you want to see me. Okay. And a day would go by. She'd like, hey, let's hang out tonight. Okay. Sounds good. You want to hang out? You sure? Yeah, let's hang out. Cool. Hang out. The next day, she's like, you know, I really wanted to go to the gym lab, but I hung out with you. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize that I'm like stopping your life. And oh I told God. you you could do whatever you want. You kind of invited me over. Now I kind of feel like a dick. So what were you, your mindset at this whole time, during this whole time? Are you like... I know this is not gonna last, but I'm gonna stay here until like I figure out what, what I'm gonna do. Cause you, I mean, you gotta know that it wasn't gonna. I mean, what was your mindset at? My mindset at that point. Now I don't trust her at all. Right. I don't know if this is ever gonna work again. Mm -hmm. But she kind of had me like in this feeling, and she used to say it to me all the time because I didn't. Up to meeting her, I still didn't have any friends here like you, like you know everybody else. Right. So she had me in this spot where it was like, you know, what are you gonna do if we break up? You don't know anybody. You're not gonna go out. Basically, she kind of made me feel like I was going to sit home and cry in a corner about her. They do that. Um, okay, so manipulation, narcissistic trait, they make you feel so little so you don't leave them because that's their biggest insecurity, even though they don't act like it. Yeah, right. They are more insecure than you, but they're projecting oh, all yes. of that feeling that it's you and it's your problem. I've had enough of her at this point. You know what? At this point, I don't care. You know, I, I'm going to do whatever it takes to meet people and whatever. I don't care. I'll have patience. So walked away from her. She thought you were a chaser. Yes. And you're like, bye. Exactly. Back, then, back to the gym thing, when she was like, asking you to hang out, it's because she told you she wanted space and she thought you were going to chase her. But because you didn't, believe me, when you get manipulated oh, yeah. by somebody, you kind of oh, learn their shit. I'm learning. And that's why, Hard because you, you are a good person. He'll be like, I'll call you guys tomorrow. And literally, he's not going to chase you when he just got done telling him, I'm busy, you're busy, I'll see you tomorrow. He's not going to be like, what are you doing? So, like, for example, like, we go, if I go out with Irina and all of them, Irina's Irina because it's Irina. Yeah. <laughs> what she going to do? Yeah. So, whenever me and Irina say we're going to go out, and then you're like, oh, well, I'm going to do this, 
You don't text us saying, like, what are y'all doing? We fucking told you. But whenever you didn't do that to her, she didn't like it. So that's why she was hanging out with you. And then she's like, oh, the gems. When she broke up with you, she probably thought you were going to chase her. Absolutely. Ass. Absolutely. And she never bring me around any of her friends. Everything was shady. Everything was shady. Some examples of things that would bother the shit out of this you. This bitch. You're sleeping, right? It's 2 o'clock in the morning. Go to the bathroom, grab your phone. Come back, there's messages. You can see it. She says she's using it for a light so she can see to her bed. I'm like, no, 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 no. I can see the messages on and her And y'all went to bed late. Right. Another time we were going out to, are you going to, she tells me in the morning, are you going to leave and get coffee? Are you going to do this? Are you going to do that? And blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, no, I'm good. Maybe like, I'm waiting for shit. you. Maybe you should take a shit. Maybe, I guess so. Well, locking your door she when we have diarrhea like, of the mouth an is intimate what she relationship. Had. Yeah, she had diarrhea of the mouth for sure. <laughs> I do know girls that do that shit though. They'll be like, um, I got to go to the store and they'll go to the fucking Target and take a shit. <laughs> like, what the fuck, bitch? You got to take a shit if you're married to him, okay? Listen, we all shit. So guys know that. Not so, like Satan. She breaks she, up with you and she, you're like, peace out. She breaks up with me and I'm finally done and I'm like, fuck this girl. And she tries to call me back and she tries to talk to me and stuff, which is what she does. She tries that whole break and, up, make up, break up, make up. I'm finally done making up. I'll find my own friends. I'll find my own up. way, you know? And it was hard. It was upsetting. It was you, to a degree. She almost makes you believe that that's what's going to happen, you know? Right. But I'm like, fuck that. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to meet people. I'm going to do whatever it takes. And I ended up doing that. That's kind of like the whole point of the story that we're getting at is... Gotta call her a narcissistic bitch, man. Yeah, so say we've mentioned narcissists a few times. So when uh, when you were done and you were like over it, you obviously are like telling, you know, family and shit, like what's going on. Clearly, we've mentioned already that she has some traits of narcissism, narcissism and uh, manipulator. Did you feel like that was more intense at the end? Like you were like, shit, she really was. I, I never through the entire relationship heard the word or knew one single definition of what it was, it probably would have helped me a lot. A big part of why I'm doing this podcast with you is to help girls and guys recognize some of these things in people. It's not just guys that are narcissistic. It's girls too. Like girls know how to fucking mind fuck people. Like they really do. And that they're not just men. They're not one sex. Female, male. Curable mental right. condition too. Like you don't get better from this. So What traits would you say that she really had? So out of all the ones that you find online, which you can find about a hundred, I've kind of peeled out what has affected, you know, my relationship with her. And basically what they say is they kind of love bomb you in the beginning. So the beginning is like setting up a chessboard. It's mm. like for them that first month, they are going to make you feel like God sent you to them, which is what she wrote in the letter to me mm -hmm. of all things. How'd y'all meet? And that Bumble of all places. I'm so. at POF, man. Yeah. You know like what? I said, it's wild west out the, there. The, the love bombing that you're talking about, they follow that profile. All those traits that they put on that profile, like where they work and how many kids they want and all that <laughs> shit, they follow that profile. Look exactly. at my profile dating site. Oh my God. You love bombing you in the beginning. She's like, I gotta know what made him draw in. She understood what made me happy. She understood what made me smile. She understood what buttons to push to put me in a certain scenario. That's and that's the right. manipulation part of narcissism. Here's some examples that I peeled out. So they feel pleasure from others pain which is true they like to see other people doing bad even if you don't do anything to her no there's nothing required for it it's just like, for them it's it's something they get pleasure from Sweet. i guess they quickly go from love to hate so we could be one day good one day bad one day good but for no reason overly concerned with their appearance now that's a lot of girls this yes there's concerned with your appearance and then there's like needing approval from others needing approval from like 500 people mm -hmm. she wanted everybody to like her photos she wanted everybody. what do you mean when you say like she wanted that like what was she saying? there's a healthy attention and then there's attention when you're with somebody that draws the line across respect it's like would, oh, you, she would you want a guy to do the opposite would you want a guy out there loving every girl's photo that he's when they're sending DMs and you don't she know. She didn't just want likes and compliments. She wanted the attention. She wanted and she the fed attention. It back. And it wasn't only social media, it was in person too. And right. her, 
Her thing all the time was, hey, listen, if I wanted to cheat on you, I could cheat on you with somebody. In I'm like, that's like being at a bar with 5,000 hungry dudes. That's the final part of this, this karma story that we're getting at. We're trying to give you the whole background so that basically you know why this was such great karma, the story that we're going to go into. But Keep listening, guys, because at the end is mind-blowing and it's funny as shit. Hollywood karma at its finest. Mm -hmm. uh, materialistic. So she would say things certain times like, oh, I want to be part of a yacht club or I want to be part of this. Well... She's a broke she's a broke bitch, so it didn't make any sense. Awkward. I don't know if you've ever hung out with people like that, but it's, it's very fucking awkward when somebody has a Bentley and you pull up in a Nissan Altima. <laughs> That's that. Hey, well, that's the Irina's car. Why you gotta bring Irina in there? Hey, it's all good. My bad, Irina. They have to get attention and approval from others. We talked about that. They tend to be unfaithful. Okay, arguable, I guess, with some, but with this case, I would say that there was a good chance she was. Um, they appear very confident, but very insecure and jealous, and they kind of make you feel like that's your problem and that's your thing, and they focus all that on you so you don't watch them. Everything's your fault. They don't accept blame for anything, as I mentioned before, when I said there was no empathy when I found her lying. It was basically, oh, I wish it was this way. It wasn't like, hey, I'm sorry. You know, I wanted to hang out. I wanted to go to the gym, but I hung out with you instead. Another mm -hmm. blaming thing. Boundaries, all right? Boundaries are huge, like liking or loving other profiles while dating somebody else. We just talked about that. But also still talking to their exes, you know? That's Ooh. something that they continue to do. For Ooh. whatever reason, they like to keep contact. Did she? She did. And she would, you know, not really disclose it, but it was it's obvious. Get cut. They also tend to punish you when you don't play their game. So, like, when you finally get tired of, like, these stupid breakups and why did you break up with me for such a dumb reason, then they're going to punish you. They're going to not call you. And what they do is, like I said, she got me used to 65 texts a day. So as soon as I went to 64, I was like, ooh, what's mm -hmm. wrong? Something must and have happened. And she's like, oh, my God, my you're morning. up my ass. Yeah, exactly. And then I'm bothering her and everything else. So they have that. So Back then, to boundaries real quick. It's the same thing you were saying earlier. But if you did that to her, shit would go down. If you lie to her or you broke up with her and went to someplace and fell asleep at 8 p.m., right. then it was that boundary was like, I can do it to you, but you can't do it to me. Oh, yeah. And to add this in, later on, what I found out was that night that she was supposedly with the married guy... It wasn't. It was a guy that she used to know that she met through Bumble, that they were supposedly just friends. Before you. Before me, she had met him. And the guy said he had saw this dude there a few times while I was dating her. And that night was there till at least 2 o'clock in the morning. And she said that he was sobering up on her couch. And I'm like, yeah. Is that what you call I've, it? Is that what you call sucking dick? Yeah. So <laughs> all this considered, it is exhausting always trying to keep a narcissist happy or to stay in a relationship with them. She also would tell me all the time because she was like a little bit uh, thick, I should say, and she was brunette. She didn't like her hair. She didn't like her body. She was like very her. insecure, basically insecure. I would only date hot blondes or I would only date skinny blondes with big boobs. And I'm like, I've never dated a blonde in my life. Like truth be told, I literally never dated a blonde in my life. No, Why did she not do that? seriously dated any, any blonde. Maybe her insecurities were that she was a thick brunette and she hated skinny blondes because that was what she like. She sees them getting guys and she sees mm -hmm. them successful. So it's like her jealous thing, right? It's her insecurities. All that being said leads us into <laughs> us meeting. Obviously, when I met Angie, she knew that background story. So I'm like, listen, I'm like... If we ever see Satan, I'm like, where? Where? I'm thinking he's talking about my Satan and he's talking about his Satan. And when you never thought you were going to see her out. Not for nothing. It's a bar. The, the bars that we went to are 10 minutes from my house. They're 30 minutes from her house. So if you're going to my side of town and you don't expect to see me... You're, something's wrong, first of all, there. You're going to learn today. You're going to learn today that I started going out. Basically, for her, I think she would have been happy never seeing me again and having the story end the way she wanted it to end. But unfortunately for her, oh. she chose the wrong bar 
on the wrong night when I was with the wrong crew. Wrong crew. Wrong crew. Not only that, like I will say this about what we talked about this earlier, less than 10%, less than 5% gets the satisfaction of not revenge, like just the fact that they got to see what she was telling him he couldn't get, she visually witnessing it. Yes, bitch, yes. Yep. So that's the best like feeling. So we're we're sitting at this bar. We go into this bar. It's a normal night. We're gonna party. We're gonna have a good time. It's me, Angie, and you know a few other girls. All good looking girls. You know. Thanks, but thanks. All good looking girls. Angie's got it going on. I mean, she had a skin tight dress. She's looking on point. Skin tight dress. I mean, it was like if you wanted to see your ex with somebody, you definitely didn't want to see them with In a Angie. Hot pink that dress. Night. Exactly. I was literally with Barbie. So. So basically, when I saw her walk in, like my adrenaline started going, I'm like, what What do I do here? So I looked at you and I'm like, Ange, I'm like, Satan's here. You're like, Satan's here. No. And I'm like, can you? And before I got the end of you out, you were like, I got you, boo. This is going to so be So he's like, the listen, Satan's night. here. Dude, I'm not going to lie. My heart dropped. I'm like, where? And he's like, my Satan. I'm like, oh, and he's like, I need you. I'm like, I got you, boo. I got you. But okay, <laughs> I got this. So here I am, like, leaning my back towards him. And you know, arm around my neck. Yeah, and I, my face. at one point he's like, "Don't do it too much." I'm like, "Bitch, chill." I saw her, and I figured I don't want her to see us across the bar. I want to hold his hand, and I'm gonna walk right next to her so she can make sure she sees it. And she can't think that it was his fault because that girl looked like she saw a ghost. <laughs> and then she tries to make us jealous by walking in front of us and now there are two bars we went no, back up okay get you know my add kicks in i see a friend at a bar and then i'm like shit i gotta go back to my role play i was talking to jason at the bar. yeah you had walked Mason. away from me for a minute left me alone i thought yeah. you were in the bathroom no and i saw her come up to me and i turned my back to her like he said he she came up to him and i turn around I'm like shit i gotta go i got something to do and i see her literally like what a foot not even a foot from my head just staring at him and he's looking like okay she's like at 10 o'clock and he's looking like at two. <laughs> yeah, you're exactly ten and two. Like you're not making any icons. No. So I walk up to him because I'm like, oh shit, I should, I should kind of get involved. And I walk up. Of course, she walks away, and I'm like, what did she say? And he's like, nothing. She said nothing, but as she walked away, she turned because I kept turning my head away from her. She turned her head around me. She didn't have to, to say anything. To the look on her face me. was like, I want to devour yeah, you, motherfucker. I, I wish you would die and turn into flames right in front of my eyes. So what do we do? They walk to the other bar and we go behind We're them. Right behind them. Literally right behind them like a conga line. And what is her narcissistic ass? And there's a door that adjoins the two bars and this dude comes from the other bar, which we can't see yet. All of us are behind. We're in the other side of the door. He's just walking and he opens the door and happens to catch seven of us trying to get through that doorway. Seven people. So when he opens the door, she turns because she knows we're behind. And again, here's the narcissistic way he's trying to make me jealous and insecure. He rubs this guy's arm and gives him like the fuck you eyes. Yeah, she literally looked at him like... Fuck me. Right? Exactly. And I was like, I looked at her and I'm like, did she just say that to the guy that just held the door for two seconds? No standards. For seven people. A guy holds a door for you for two seconds so and now, you're going to give him fuck me eyes? Right. So now we walk down into that bar and that bar happens to have an owner that I happen to meet a few nights before. Now here comes her whole, you're never going to know anybody, never going to meet anybody. Now there's 300 people in the bar and the owner come out of the bar and shake my hand. Mm -hmm. That was probably pretty fun to watch for her as well. Dude, that had to ruin her day because... For one, the blonde... Dating blondes. 
that I only date blonde, yeah. skinny blondes. The weird shit she came up with the whole you're into blonde and then he happens to be that I'm with this skinny blonde. Yeah. Dude, that girl wanted to probably eat me. Then then we go to another bar. <laughs> we go to another bar and I've kind of forgotten about it at this point. We're happy, it's over. I don't know if I'm gonna see her. Like for me, honestly, if something like that happened to me, I'm going to another bar. So now we leave there and I don't expect to see her again. We go to another bar, we kind of hop around. And like I said, I, I didn't expect to see her again. I mean, if, if it's me, I don't want to see that other person. So I'm gonna try to go to like anywhere I think that they're not gonna be, but anyway. He didn't need to see her. He was already happy. He was like smiling ear to ear. He was happy. He was having a good happy night. Happy as hell. It was over. I got my closure. So now we go to another bar and it's like the last, the last straw, you know? So we get there and we walk up to the front of the bar and there's a line of like at least 25, maybe 30 people or more. I happen to know from my new clique of people here, some people that work the doors and stuff like that. So we don't wait online. She had to stand in line and witness me walk in with skinny blonde <laughs> ahead of everybody. Do you know how it feels for a girl to be in line seeing a guy walk in, skip the line? It's a punch ex? to the gut. Punch to the gut. It's, all right, so you're lucky if karma takes place, but if you're actually lucky enough to see it, it's great. If you're lucky enough to see it and you get more than you could ever ask for out of the situation, that's basically what I got. And uh, it, it was amazing. Uh, so what happens later that night? Later that night, get a uh, narcissistic style email. So she changed her default picture and messaged me at the same time. And this is at 4 a.m., which is about two hours after the bars Ooh. closed that night. Bitch can't sleep. And the message read something like, I truly hoped to never see you again. You'll never know nor care what you did to me. Now, this is coming from a girl who I did everything for, bent over backwards for, kissed ass for, accepted cheating, accepted lying, accepted everything just to be with this girl. There's so many ways you can take that. And she broke up with me. The way I took it was she thinks she's so threatened. She probably thinks that I'm going to read that and I'm going to ask you, what'd you do to her and not believe him and start trust issues and right. whatnot. Or she might be so fucked in the head that she thinks... That you did something to her. Right. Exactly. How are you taking it? Um, I still don't know how to read it because, like I said, I think she's so narcissistic that the way she wrote it is like, I truly hoped to never see you again. It's like, okay, is that a typo? When you can read a text that's only a few things long and you can read it five ways, probably getting it from some kind of mentally ill person. <laughs> no, I think you're fucked up. Right. And, I mean, I've got cussed out at 4 a.m. and there's like cuss words missing. I'm like, bitch, cuss me out. <laughs> yeah, it's 4 a.m. Did you write back to that? I did not write back. I actually got some advice from a friend who told me, hey, by the way, do you know you can block her? And I'm like, no, I can't because I'm blocked. So if I'm blocked, I, can, I can't get to her thing to block her. Her screen is dead. And she's like, no, you can you can actually block them. So I went in and that was like Dusting the final, my shoulders off all final cherry on top. Block this narcissistic, crazy bitch. And once and for all, what's I had my closure and I slept like 5,000 bricks that night. What's the worst thing you do to a narcissistic? Absolutely ignore the fuck out of them. Do not give them an ounce of attention. Any attention. Any attention to them is attention. That's good. And not only that, a girl who seeks attention when she like, you know, guys comment her stuff and they're DMing her and she actually responds back and you don't give that girl attention, ooh, she's on fire. So are we gonna talk about how I was able to slightly repay you, like not even close to what you were able to do for me, but I was able to slightly give you a little bit of uh, closure in a certain scenario. So for those of you who follow me on Instagram, y'all should really follow my Ugly Truth podcast Instagram account. And I'm not saying that to get followers. I'm actually saying that because the shit I post on there, I've actually had Boss Babe, which if you know what Boss Babe is, it's a huge Instagram account. It's a 
businesswoman, she's an entrepreneur, she started a business and now she starts other female businesses and helps them get to the level that their business goals are. She and I had an actual 30 minute conversation, a phone conference the other day about partnering up down the road. And she was telling me, she's like, the contents that you have on your Instagram are so good. Like, this is supposed to be like a comedy storytelling podcast and the videos are all real. Like, they're real things that you post. So if you actually follow my account on Instagram, it's at My Ugly Truth Podcast, you will see I posted a video of me spilling a drink on an ex's face. If you guys keep up with my episodes, Jasper 2.0, he owed me money and then dumped me. And then he thought it was funny to send me $10 a day on the cash app. He thought it was even more funny to send a dollar a day just to, you know, just to be a dick. That was about six, five, six weeks ago. I just, like, I was so amazed that this motherfucker would do that, that somebody would do that, especially when he's the one who was fucking up in this it wasn't even a long relationship, but he owed me money. And like I told my girlfriends, you don't owe me money. So I've always told my friends, like, if we see this motherfucker out, because obviously this Jasper is local, he's got it coming. And I told my friends, like, if you see a commotion around me, if you see shit going down, I'm kicking myself out and I'll tell you later what happened. They're like, okay. So this night, I am so cranky. I am just like annoyed with myself. Like, Everybody came to my condo, and we all got pre-drank at my place. And, I mean, I was just putting people in their place. Like, we have a friend of ours who, she's fucking bossy as fuck. It's all about what she wants to do and where she wants to go. I didn't know if she actually knew this about her, but I was like, you know, I'm going to say in the nicest way. I was like, listen, girl, I was like, I love you, but you are too bossy. And she's like, oh, my God, am I really? I'm like, yeah. And then everyone's looking at me like, dude, don't start. Don't start shit, Angie. And I wasn't starting shit. I just have no problem with telling the truth. I'm not saying I don't lie. I'm not saying I'm perfect. I don't have shit to be called out on, of course. But this night was a night that I just couldn't even handle my own sassiness. I couldn't even handle my own savageness. The same girl who's bossy as hell, she just expected Dave, who's on this episode, to pay for drinks all night. And I'm like... Listen, he doesn't have to pay for your drinks. Well, he bought you a shot. I'm like, okay. Doesn't mean I'm going to make him pay my drinks all damn night. I just was savage as fuck this night. I didn't give a fuck. No filter. Filters at zero. And this is the night that Jasper 2.0 decided to go out. I'm at the bar. And and I look over to the, the line outside where the bouncer's letting people in. And I see maybe like 20 feet away, Jasper 2.0. And I'm like, ooh! And Dave was next to me and like two of my girlfriends. And I'm like, you guys, stand by, motherfuckers, stand by. I was like, shit's going down. I was like, ooh, if he only knew what horrible mood I'm in, which I'm sure plenty of you have been in a horrible mood and you don't even know fucking why, that was me. If he only knew what my mood was right now, he would be smart and not walk in. He sees me and I'm like, shit, fuck. He saw me before he walked in. Walks in. And I'm like, ooh, oh, he just ruined his own night. And apparently he told his friend right when he walked in, you see that girl, that's my ex. And his friend was like, nothing's going to go down, is it? And he's like, no, I mean, she might cuss me out, but that's about it. He's like, but I deserve it. So if she does cuss me out, whatever. Then I look over and at this point, we're at the next bar, just me and Dave. And I see our, our girlfriend and she 
looks behind me because I'm in the patio. She looks behind me and she's like, no, Jasper 2.0, you know, his real name, but no, 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 Jasper 2.0. Don't fucking talk to her. Fuck you. You deserve that drink poured on you. And because I don't fucking trust this motherfucker. I mean, after what I did to him, uh, he would be, I would be stupid to trust anything that he says or does. I'm recording on my phone any conversation that we're having. And because I don't like him and I don't respect him at all. I don't respect what he did to me. I'm going to play the audio of what he had to say at the next bar when he came up to me all soaking wet. I don't know. I don't think we ever talked about recording it. But then Dave was like... Do you want me to record it? And like, my heart's beating fast. This water's all up in my hand. I'm, you know, trying to get my shit together. There's people everywhere, which I felt like they were all in my motherfucking way. Um, so Dave's like, do you want me to record? I'm like, yeah. I start walking and I turn around. I'm like, like now, Dave, like now. If you actually look at the video, it's on my Ugly True Podcast Instagram. Dave's video creds are so fucking good. He looks like a GoPro drone. Yes, bro. He was just right behind me. <laughs> I was walking around, some guy's playing pool, and he gets right in front of me. I'm like, dude, can you just like move out of the way? And Dave's right behind me. I look at him, he's like, pretty much, oh, might as well give me a thumbs up and smile. You never, yeah, and you never know as a guy, if you're gonna get jumped by five dudes, I'm alone. I was only with, you know, with, with my girlfriends and Angie. So, you know, I'm like, hey, listen, that the closure I got and what she did for me, it was worth taking a lick. I was all about it that night, but. I just figured the video, how much pleasure did you get watching the replay of that? Mm. Like, that was you know more mean? pleasurable than throwing the drink. I think just watching it. You know how many times I watched it? Oh, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So that's why I thought the video was good. The, the only awkward part of the whole thing was when I was walking towards him. Of course, I'm going full speed with my little legs. And his best friend goes towards his face to, like, tell him something in his ear. And I'm like, dude. You're about to get blasted. You chose the wrong time and place to tell him something because I'm not stopping for you. You're about to get this drink poured on you too. And dude, this guy had the best reflex. He was like Matrix. That's right. Matrix that ass. <laughs> what hurt the most for him wasn't the water. It was actually the fucking ice cubes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I wow. really appreciate that. And then like as soon as we like walked out, yeah, I'm like, I'm kicking myself out. There's no point of staying here. Dave is right behind me. Boop. So it turns off the fucking camera. My Hollywood movie karma story that you gave me, I'm, right? I'm forever in debt to that. So I cred, cred. Wingman, walk with me to the next bar. I was all heated up. Come back to the next bar. He was with me the whole time. Like, If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's also tools that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. It can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimal listens. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And don't forget to subscribe to My Ugly Truth Podcast. I don't trust this person at all. So after what happened, we go to the next bar and I'm with Dave and we see a girlfriend of a of ours and she's like talking to somebody behind me and she's like, don't you come up to Angie and talk to her. And she's like, you deserve that. And I look behind me and Jasper 2.0 is there and he's soaking wet. And he's like, why did you throw water at me? So I actually record the conversation because I don't trust him. I will play that actual 
audio in this episode right after this just so you guys can understand what was really going on that was good no. that was good why did you throw water Do you owe me the best i ever spent oh that's right sorry because you kept sending me ten dollars and dollars just the fucking face shit i said i saw angie i saw you and i was that's like yo i was like bro i don't know if we should go in here I'm over it, Angie. You decided to be stubborn. Yes. And you nailed it. So with True that. that. Okay. And I'm never mad about it. Yo, so I saw you inside the bar. I said, stand by, motherfucker. Yazi was like, what the fuck is she going to do? I said, bro, probably nothing. She's fucking crazy. No, no, no. I was, it's been like five, six weeks. I was like, maybe talk shit about me and I deserve it. He's like, bro, let's just go in. I was like, you know what? Fuck Dude, it, yeah. Just... So in the video, he's leaned in and somehow he leans back at the last thing. I was like, I saw him lean in. I was like, oh, this guy's about to get it. I said, bro, remember when I told you to look at that girl? I said, that's my ex. And he was like, bro, you said nothing was going to happen. I was like, well, I didn't think this was going to happen. I was like, this, I deserve this. And all night, people were like, why are you wet? I had to cover my own ass because I knew it was already going to be out in public. I put on my story you that deserved I deserved it? getting the drink poured on me. She said that? Yeah, yeah. So I don't know why she's trying to be on my side. I'm not friends with her. The he was like, uh, sir, I can't let you in because you're wet. And I was like, yo, dude, like, this is literally what just happened. She's like, guess what you deserve. I just saw her. She goes, don't you talk to her. Fuck you, Jordan. Fuck you. You're paid in full, boo-boo. You're paid in full. That was the best fucking money spent. Just the fact that I've been waiting to see you motherfucking ass out here. Um, who'd you just talk to on the phone? And the funny part of the whole thing is that me and Dave start walking back to go to the bar that we were just at. And Jasper 2.0 is behind me. And he's like, they're not going to let you in. They saw what you did. And I know the people at the door. And they don't check my ID. They just let me in. They let me and Dave in. And I just kind of like blew him a kiss. And I was like, bye. And as I'm walking in, I hear the bouncer goes, sir, you can't come in. You're soaking wet. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Legit. Uh, he was there for me. I was there for him. But you know what? Don't fuck with us. Don't fuck with our minds or our money. That's my wing. That's my, my wing. They're all my wing. Mind on my money. Money on my mind. Yes. <laughs> you want to say one last thing for those people with issues with bitches like this? Listen, like I said, this is, uh, I, I usually, I'm a dude. Dudes really don't talk about relationships and stuff like that. But, you know, going through some shit and getting hurt. Girls aren't the only ones that get hurt. Guys get hurt too. So, you know, if you find somebody that's good, be nice to them. If you find somebody that's shitty, get away from them. And basically anybody you find that I've mentioned that's like who I talked about tonight, this Maggie, yeah, run. Any of these signs, any of these flags, watch out for them and just, and just go. It's not healable. It's not something you're going to fix. It's not mm -hmm. something you're going to buy them a, a gift or a flower or a card or... They don't care. It's never going to be enough. Damn, Maggie lost out. Hey, hey. Oh, well, Maggie. you know what? But And that's the other thing. Karma, in my opinion, doesn't work if you wish it on people. It works when you find your own closure, and eventually you will hear something. You will find something out. And you know what? I don't wish anybody bad, but when people do shitty things, it is kind of fun to watch them burn a little bit. And a narcissistic will never admit that they fucked up. She'll never come around and be like, I'm sorry. So the fact that you moved on and you like are over it is even better because you don't have to ever like hope for that. We're not talking about revenge. We didn't do this as, well, shit. shit. It wasn't on purpose. Let me take it, my story back because yeah. my shit was revenge <laughs> written all over it. Dave didn't do this for revenge. He did it, you know, just to, she said he wasn't going to have any fucking friends. What a, mm. Yeah, yeah. You don't do that. That's just like, what are you, a bully?
I appreciate you having me on. Your podcast is awesome. I'm a listener, and I think everybody out there should tell their their peeps and and spread some links and let people know what's up because the episodes are getting better and better. Angie's getting on point. Yeah. Topics are getting good, and the followers and following is getting better. So definitely, congratulations Thank and keep you. it going. Thank you. Yes, Dave actually um, started listening to my podcast like way before this episode, so I appreciate it. In progress. It's, it's progressing, though, it so is, that's good. It is, it Keep is. it going the right way. So if you guys um, have any questions about or any comments about narcissistic traits. Narcissistic. Narcissistic. <laughs> um, hit me up on my Instagram. Thank you. Appreciate you. Did you know that on Spotify you can listen to all of your favorite music and now you can listen to podcasts in one place for free? You don't even need a premium account. Spotify has a huge catalog of podcasts on every topic, especially the one that you're listening to right now. On Spotify, you can follow your favorite podcast so you never miss an episode. Premium users can download episodes to listen to while offline wherever you are. And you can share what you're listening to your friends on Instagram. If you haven't done so already, be sure to download the Spotify app and search for My Ugly Truth Podcast on Spotify or browse podcasts in the Your Library tab. Also, make sure to follow me so you never miss an episode of My Ugly Truth Podcast. You are listening to My Ugly Truth Podcast, an unfiltered, uncensored, raw storytelling podcast about a Jersey girl living in a crazy Florida world. She's a combination of sensitive and savage. She's got a wild heart and a reckless soul with a mouth she can't control. Welcome to another episode of My Ugly Truth Podcast.